I'm not sure if college is for me. I don't see how my faith is relevant in today's society. The student debt is at an all-time high. Our generation is quickly losing its ability to think for itself. We exist in a post-Christian society. Most people feel lost, directionless. Things definitely aren't the way they used to be. The world's changed a lot. So is the world of higher education, or at least it needs to. Welcome to the Excel College Podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Excel College Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Chambers, joined by my co-host today, Tom, Tom Pond. Pond. <laughs> Dang it. I was going to do it for We always mess this one up. Yo, if anyone in the audience has a has any recommendations on like how to not look like a fool while we're doing, <laughs> while we're doing the introductions. That, that like helps sometimes, like the authenticity yeah. of yeah. it. Just I think like, it's good. You just like authentic. keep some of the mess ups. Yeah. You hear that, Christian? We need a one-liner for how to introduce you without saying, what did what, you say last time? What did you say? Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Excel College Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pond. I'm joined here with my co-host, Andrew Chambers. Or you just don't even, well, you could say co-host. Well, he's the real host. I'm the side host. No, we're both the host. Right, which is what I was kind of talking to him, but to oh. you, because you had said like that. Oh, that was podcast material? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see. Anyways, um, yeah, we're here with another episode of Excel College Podcast, and uh, this week we have our friend Stephen Barton on. Yes. Esteban. Esteban. Stephen, a.k.a. Esteban. Yep. Um, the only nickname I have is Esteban. Yeah, nice. Oh, which is still my name. name. We gotta get a new one. We're gonna get you a new one <laughs> for sure. So, Stephen, uh, you are part of C six. Just came a month and a half ago. Yeah. Um, we are four weeks into the program now. Four weeks into the program now. Something. So, um, just I mean, everyone knows this so far, but I'll just kind of intro you a little bit as well. But what we do on the podcast is we're really trying to take people alongside the student journey. Um, and what's and see the eyes of our see the program through student eyes, and the hope is that it'll give people a glimpse into like what we do and how we do it, but that also it'll inspire, serve, and like give wisdom without necessarily asking for it to people like that are listening as well. And so we yeah. take two weeks, we camp out on a specific topic like on Instagram, um, and we build that around the podcast. And mm-hmm. so past couple of podcasts we talked about the adventure challenge. Mm-hmm. Which you were on. Yeah. Yeah. The adventure challenge, not the podcast. Yes. Yes, yes. And this week we decided we were going to highlight advancement plans and job search and just that. And we're in that stage where students are starting to find jobs. Mm-hmm. So um, we know that you've you had success with that pretty far in, but you also came in already having kind of a job slash entrepreneurial endeavor. Yeah. So we're hoping to talk about that as well. But before we get to all that, can you just give the audience a little bit about like where you're from, who you are, as your sister asked you, who's Stephen Barton? <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I'm Stephen Barton. Um, I am 20 years old, um, 20 and a half, technically. Very I'm good. from nice. Oklahoma. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I'm from a small <laughs> oh. town called Bethany, Oklahoma. It's about 30 minutes west of OKC. Um, I grew up with my five siblings and um, a step sibling, um, and so I basically, yeah, my, between five and ten years old, uh, my mom, she was a single mom of five kids, working three jobs, so there was a Jeez. lot to learn there. Wow. Yeah, 
Um, and then at 10, um, my stepfather and my mom uh, bought a lawnmower and was like, hey, we don't, you know, we don't buy you a bunch of random toys and stuff. So um, you're going to have to buy your own if you want it. So here's a, you know, pay us back. Here's a tool. So, so yeah, it's nice. good. So yeah, they, I they, even, they even had me pay back, pay them back for the lawnmower yes. because they're like, <laughs> nothing comes free. Well, not too long. After they gifted it to <laughs> yeah, they they got it. They got it at uh, at a garage sale for like forty bucks. The lawnmower? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What kind of lawnmower? I'm it was like one of those janky little like. Oh yeah. Push oh okay. 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 For know? some reason, I was thinking like. Oh no! I wouldn't. Right. I didn't cut it, grass. Okay. <laughs> no. My dad wished I cut grass. <laughs> My mom wouldn't let us. <laughs> yeah. So um, started. Mowing lawns at 10, by 11, I had about 14 customers at that point. Wow. Um, and then when I was 14, started technically two jobs because I was still lawn mowing. But then I started uh, working for my grandfather's business, um, which is uh, in mill working. And so I was just sweeping up all the time uh, after school. Um, and I had to, I got that job so that I could have a more consistent paycheck for gas mm. because at 15, um, I got my motorcyclist license because all my other ki- or kids, all my nice. siblings, That's cool. um, moved out. And so, um, before I got my car, you know, license, I, I got a, a motorcycle, motorcycle license. license. Yeah. How did and that so, work with the lawnmower? Uh, <laughs> you the lawnmower? Dude, I thought about it so <laughs> one many One hand times. driving, one hand on the mower. <laughs> I was like, cause literally on Instagram, I would see these little, uh, videos. Like of, they had like, Instagram rigs. when you were 15? When you were 15. I'm yeah. old. You're yeah. old. Oh, We're old. old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't Sorry, I was like 23. Yeah. Um, That's on Facebook game. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So I, I, like, there's all these little rigs that you could, like, hook up to your motorcycle to, like, tow things, you know? And I could find a wagon of some sort if I wanted to. I was just like, mm, it's not really worth it. All my customers are right next door to me, you know? So, um, but yeah, and then um, worked there for four years with my grandfather um worked at panera for three weeks before i was like this ain't what i'm trying to do with my life mm. uh, <laughs> um, french onion soup yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh then worked at uh hobby lobby for about a year total um nice. before going to global u so um yeah i have kind of long work history already. yeah 10 shoot. years yeah. okay so like finding a job coming here that's not anything new to you no 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 what i'm wanting to do is start like my own businesses in which i don't have to work for someone that i'm you know i have people working alongside me mm, and nice. what i want to do yeah so and it sounds like you have a history of that going yeah. back to the lawn mowing yeah what was your company name when you were so, ah, it was awful. Uh, no. Oh my gosh, that would have been slick, man. I did not have that Where cool name. It was literally... Was it a bad place. It was, <laughs> it was... It was... It was Silver Lining Lawn Service. Oh, boo. It was, I know. Well, okay, I didn't... It was my first... Okay. Yeah, you know, it was... It wasn't good. Actually, that was... That was my second lawn mowing company. Um, so the first one? I well, I I still had that, but then I um, started working at Panera, so I dropped that off for uh, a time being, and then restarted it, and um, with my my friend, and that's I was like silver lining. seventeen at that time when okay. that name came up. Yeah, yeah it's not a good name yeah, by any means, but I had no like 
marketing expertise or anything. Tom wasn't so. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom wasn't there. I needed you earlier, man. Me and my buddy Brian Knack started um, A&B Lawn Care when we were 17. Oh, and my dad still jokes about how like my lawn care service cost him more money than it made us. <laughs> because we broke a blower and like filled gas in a weed eater when you're supposed to put freaking mix. Yeah. 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 That's what that point, like, all of, so when I was working with my friend Brian, um, all of our gear was bought by me. And so it was all my gear. And then I left for Global U Alpha class and I was like, yo, this business is yours now. All of our customers stopped responding to him. Oh, no. <laughs> it just dropped oh, off the no. grid. And I still... What's your friend's name? Wait, that's not saying Brian. <laughs> Brian, yeah. So I, I still think he uh No he shade, has... Brian. <laughs> so for like two Being years now, unless he sold it for two years now, he's had my lawn equipment. Yeah. We hope you're doing well, Brian. Brian, <laughs> we love you. And grass as well. Return the lawn equipment if you can. Yeah, I need to pay some things. <laughs> I need to sell this. <laughs> okay, so... You're at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Like, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. What, you've mentioned Global U a couple times. What yeah. is Global U and how did you find out about it? So, um, yeah. So, Global U is a mission trip at the core of it. Um, however, their desire is to um, not just have people go on mission trips and then, you know, spend nine months having this incredible journey, you know, ministering to people and whatnot, but to actually come off and like have skills from that mission trip as well. So um, because of that, they incorporate computer programming and um, uh, hold up, entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So um and in that, what that looks like is everybody goes through a co coding curriculum um, with the co-founder Joshua Owen, and um, they also do like start what we term passion projects. What they really are are startup businesses. They run it by the mentors. We go through pitches, so we like pitch our businesses to the Global U network and whatnot, and uh, see if we can get um, investors, which is basically they're investing their time at the very at you know three months in. And then uh, after three months after that, they start investing a little bit uh, of money and then um, so forth if, if uh, you've developed your plan well enough. So um, when I was uh, in senior year, it was at the end of junior year when I started, like fell in love with entrepreneurship and there's a whole long story there. Um, and so I, I fell in love with entrepreneurship and then and like I called up my buddies, like all four of them was like, yo, like I heard this story about like these four dudes that started a company at like 16. We're 18, bro. Like We're we 18. can do this. Two years smarter than And then they're like, I, no. Who were the four not. dudes? Um, so my, my f four friends in high school, um, Brian, Kobe, Craig, and Cord. Brian's, Brian's there. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. So, Wait, but who were the four dudes that started the company that you were talking about? Oh, I can't. I cannot remember. Oh, okay. It was just I just heard the stories randomly. I was like, I like that, you know. And uh, and so I was like, Yo, I have all these ideas. Let me just bring in my buds into it. And, uh, and I love they that. weren't really about it. Yeah, that life wasn't really what they were wanting. And so, um, 
Yeah, so I, I started working at Hobby Lobby, and while I was at Hobby Lobby, I was like, I know what I want to do with my life. I want to start right. businesses, right? Um, this is just a stepping stone right now. I'm not planning on working here long term or anything. Um, I'm just going to work here for like a year um, until um, I see what comes next. Well, then midway through that time, uh, my sister Amber, so I have, like I said, five siblings, uh, brother, three sisters, stepbrother, me. So my youngest sister, who's also older than me, um, she uh, went on World Race Gap Year, and then she went on, um, what was it? Yeah. G42. G42, thank right. you. Yeah. So she went on G42, um, met with one of the teachers there, Ethan Wendell, was um, working for him for a year after that. And while she was working for him, um, she found out about Global U because she actually started helping with some media stuff uh, with them because Ethan Wendell and Joshua Owen are both, you know, close with each other. Mm -hmm. So and they're both entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, she, she kept calling me up. It was, uh, during the summer, um, after my senior year and she kept calling me up, uh, just to chat and whatnot, but then she would always always insert this whole global you idea and i thought it was like one of those things where you scroll through instagram and it's like one of those you know oh live off the grid for a year on us it's completely paid for like bs oh, things yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like that nobody's gonna sign like that's not real and so i i I'll genuinely thought right so like i i genuinely thought it was one of those and um uh she was like steven who who is Stephen Barton? I was like, who the heck asks that kind of question? That's yeah. like deep as heck. Man. Like, <laughs> how do you even come up with that? And so I, like I sat there for like five minutes in total silence, like those awkward silences, you know, thinking about who while the you're heck? on the phone. Yeah, yeah. While just I'm five on the phone, minutes. <laughs> she's straight up in Spain. And I'm just like, you know, and I'm just thinking, and I'm like, okay, I am first and foremost a son of God. I want to help people. And I want to, I feel like I'm called to start businesses, mm. price in their businesses. And she's like, that is literally exactly like practically the mission statement of Global U. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, fine. And so like, she kept going on about it on this one call and I was like, fine. So I go on Global U and I sign up for it just to, out of spite for her. I was <laughs> just like, stop talking about it. Yeah. And then literally um, a week after I signed up, um, I had three calls um and countless emails and they're like you're accepted and i was like okay and they're like <laughs> what you have those automated one... marketing yeah. services are working. <laughs> and they go, then they go you have one week to accept us i'm like <laughs> i i was fighting wow. <laughs> yeah, i was like i was just out of spite for amber and you're now asking me to sign away a year or nine months out of, of my life and um and so god was like yeah, and I was like, yeah. crap, and so I did it, and it it definitely it changed wow. everything That's for awesome. me. So. That's awesome. Thank yeah. God for Amber. Yeah, yeah, honestly though, like I wouldn't yeah. be right here on this yeah. podcast without yeah. her. So you talked a little bit about like Global U. You guys have a passion project, and mm -hmm. you pitch it to mentors, and um, it's really entrepreneurship based, which is kind of like where you came from. Or where you, like your heart's yeah. desires lay. So tell us a little bit about your passion project. Like how that, because you ended up going for a year, yeah, two, two years. years. Yeah, two so years. So I, I three, three months out of high school, I signed up for Global U, spent nine months. Then three months after that, 
I went on my second year of Global U. So the the one the first one that I went on, um, that was the very first iteration of Global U. So that was the very first trip they had ever done. Uh-huh. Um, so it was Alpha class and then Bravo class. And so I'm kind of currently, there will be more me's out there, but currently I'm a unicorn for Global U because what does that mean? I, well, it's because I like, that means I'm special. I'm one of the I mean, kind. I know. <laughs> we know you're special. Yeah. We know you're special. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm the only one, the only student thus far that's done two years of it. Oh, that yeah. kind of you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if you're like, I'm the only one that started a business or. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so actually at, at the start of Global U, um, I got, I genuinely got confused. I thought that like, you know, it's coding as well. So we have to like do an e-commerce business. Well, uh-huh. at the time, the business that I wanted to start, um, was completely different than what I'm trying to do now. Uh, oh, really? yeah, completely huh. different. Um, it was actually a gym, um, but I, a, a, gym, a gymnasium, a, a diff, no, a workout gym. So yeah. kind of, is that different? I'm not I sure. I don't know. I think they're both the same. That's word. what I was meaning, though. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah, the same word. <laughs> yeah, what did you so, think he meant? I thought he meant like a basketball court. Oh, I was like, I'm thing. not trying yeah, to just open a rando basketball court. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I was trying to do that, and I thought, you know, it's a coding curriculum. They want me to start, you know, a you know e-commerce like online business, and I was like, crap, I don't have a business for that right now, and um, which was really helpful that I got confused because then that put me into the heart of just um following you know uh-huh. helping serve uh-huh. someone else's goal and passion um so the very first one that we you know that i was working on uh passion project wise was um called homes for haiti and what that was going uh, to I do yeah. is um take the trash buildup in haiti compact it and sell it as paneling for uh houses because after yeah, that's the cool. 2010 yeah that, was your idea. that wasn't my idea um that's what was so challenging about it was because it wasn't my idea yeah. like i was straight up like no we're not working on yours now like, <laughs> we're going to teach you yeah. some service it's still going right, right? Home's um, no it's still no. a desire that's it's still, still a desire, a desire. Okay. um so she picked up the founder of it um she picked up working on a, another company okay uh since um but yeah so then at the towards the end of global u um we were in nicaragua and um i decided you know what like i don't want to drink the coffee that they serve here on the base for like only two hours in the morning like well, between six and eight a.m and it's always burnt because it's made for like you know 200 people uh-huh. and um i was like i i want my coffee how i want it whether i'm up on mount mbacha or down here you know coding right. and so i started developing this idea um to make a mobile coffee maker Whoa, um, nice. in which you could um yeah so this (laughs) this is the second iteration um this is the baby form i i started working um over this past summer um no 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 between alpha class and bravo class i started working on uh prototyping it so i literally i have in in storage right now i have um this ten dollar bottle that i got from walmart uh-huh. um double wall you know and then i cut it open and then i took it apart cut some other insert pieces out of it and i got a, a massive battery actually i got three of them Two, one of them i uh, burnt out a chip on on the motherboard the other one shot a, a flame at my face <laughs> <laughs> so there is quite the journey there and then uh but yeah so i 
I got everything hooked up. Um, and while I was on Global U Bravo class, the second year of it for me, um, in the first three months, um, we were in Gainesville, Georgia, and with you. Yeah. And um, uh, at one point, I was in quarantine. And so I didn't have any way to have coffee except for I had my prototype. Nice. So I made two successful hey. coffees from my prototype. There you go. Which is not this. Okay. So for those people that are not on YouTube, you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts right now. We've got one of Steven's prototypes right here. Yeah. This is called the Axis. The Axis, yeah, because I made a pivot in my business plan, and pivot's not really a cool name, so I called it the Axis, nice. <laughs> which is a great name. Yeah, honestly, that's how it became. I actually used this on the trail on the Adventure Challenge, and when I went rock climbing a couple weeks ago, and it's legit. Yep. We, I like empty the yerba mate can, put water in it, and then use that to heat the water. And <laughs> yeah. I heat the water on a grill and then pour it over. Yeah. Well, okay. So tell us, like, for those that aren't familiar, what what actually this is. Where where are you taking it? Yeah. So um, this is a portable pour over. So what I want to get to is mobile. Mobile means that it doesn't need any outside um, utilities. I guess you could call. Because right, right now you have to heat up water. Exactly. Heat up right water. now you have to heat up. And water, then you're a can on the grill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah on the grill. Whatever, <laughs> however, so it takes a great whatever floats your boat, my man. Yeah, and so um, this is um, the first iteration of it um, of the Axis portable pour over. Um, what I want to get to is a Voyager, which is a French press. Well, I found out that um, through talking for you know with fifty different Chinese manufacturers, that um, literally I went from fifty and narrowed it down to one. It is brutal. Um, but I found out through one of them that, um, uh, for a normal, you know, $20 coffee maker, the manufacturing equipment costs, well, you know, into $80,000, um, if not more. And wow. so, um, yeah. I had to, um, change my idea, um, to something that was already made so that I could, you know, start off pretty frugal cause I don't have much money being, you know, two years on mission trips. Uh -huh. um, I feel that. And so, <laughs> um, I found a product that was kind of already, um, uh, made and made a few, uh, minor adjustments to it, um, to just start me off so that I could then get to nice. from there, you know, so you're trying to build build exactly yeah. into the, this mobile coffee maker realm. Wow. Um, and so, do you want me to like go into like how it works? Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. Okay. But you uh, did say you had two successful runs, right? Of of the Voyager. Of the yeah. Voyager. Of the the one that I want to get to, I got two successful runs. Wait, they heated that. it in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. They heated it in like the Tony Stark. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I it's straight up. It's a Frankenstein of a you know thing, but like I literally it. You know how Frankenstein has bolts sticking out of his neck? I do now. Well, yeah. Well, okay, cool. Thank you, thank you for teaching <laughs> us. <laughs> Look it up. It's, yeah, they, he almost always has these bolts because he put like a car battery or something oh, to like yeah. wake up his monster. Anyway, that's a weird story to go into. But um, literally, so my Frankenstein um, had these two prongs sticking out of it. Um, so that I wouldn't melt the battery from the hot plate right above uh, it. Right. And so it literally had these two prongs. And are you just tinkering out. with this thing? Oh, yeah. Right oh, yeah. Okay. It's like really not safe. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I did it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I'll try to elaborate for those who are l just listening. Um, so up top you have the lid that pops on and off. Nice. And you have a plastic piece that looks kind of useless. But it's in fact not useless. 
Um, this will hold, uh, it looks like, you know, a normal hand grip when you just have it, you know, in the size of a water bottle, but when you flip it upside down, it holds the contents um, of the inside electronics part and whatnot um, once you're done. So you have up here okay. at the top, uh, after you take off the plastic piece. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you have the battery up here with your little button that you push and it um, is an automatic burr grinder. So what that means is that it has a little um, attachment underneath the battery and which has an insert to uh, drive this little crank piece that wow. grinds the beans. Is it, um, is it charged right now? Let's give it a little. Whoa. Yeah, you'll hear that? That's grinding coffee. Yeah. I mean, not Kinda. right now. Well, but not right now, but that's a grinder. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you, you pop off the battery, put your beans in, um, pop back on the battery, and you start grinding away. Um, then at the very bottom, when you take out the whole piece um, that's within, um, you have at the very bottom Dang. a um, double. Uh, lined metal mesh filter in which has these little wing flaps. I'm gonna set this right here. Yeah, 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 sure um, yeah. yeah. so and you have sure YouTube can see this. Uh, yeah, so you have these little wing flaps that flip out when it's done grinding right here What with whatever grind size that you want it falls directly into the filter and the filter pops on um, with the wing flaps um, over yeah, the cool. 16 ounce. Is that cool? That's awesome. Yeah. And so once you're done, you can just rinse this out and put it right back where you found it and then flip the whole contents upside down and you can set it inside, but to make sure it's more secure, if you're hiking and whatnot, you can just spin it in. So it's yeah, not, well, it's not yeah. going anywhere wow. at all. And you can just put it in your, um, you know, cup holder piece on your bag if you yeah, want. Nice. And then you take the lid and you just pop it on and you have wow. coffee. And That's the problem awesome. that you're solving is you're getting like your second Cup of, cup of coffee, coffee but it's a good cup of coffee because yeah. it's your beans your grinds yeah so um that's the thing is that a lot of people were like well why do i need you know a mobile you know portable coffee maker you know when i already have a coffee maker i'm like yeah i have no problem with you using your coffee maker in the morning go right. ahead and use it right. everybody has one if you have one use it that's fine what i'm solving is getting the second cup um because a lot of you know you go to a coffee um shop and whatnot and they're going to charge you three bucks you know, for coffee. Right. Well, in reality, um, you know, 275 is the average across the States for a cup of black coffee at any coffee shop. Wow. Right. And so that 275 versus, I think it was like 97 cents for the amount of beans that you would use oh, by wow. yourself. Wow. So you're actually saving a ton uh, of money. Yeah, yeah. A ton of money. Wow. So actually over five years, um, you save, um, well over $3,000. Whoa. So it's enough to, okay. And how much would, I'm just how coffee. much would this cost? This cost sixty five dollars. Okay, so sixty five. But 3, but 000. it's a pour over. It's a grinder, right? And it's your mug, which and you buy a Yeti mug for forty five bucks, not even the grinder. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and a lot of people. And it looks cool. A lot of people like there's there's a few people out there that don't necessarily need this, and that's okay. I'm not necessarily targeting to everybody. Um, a lot of um, my target market. The fun way to put who my target market is, is bougie outdoorsmen. Nice. Yeah. We're in Asheville. So, That's exactly. Us. Perfect. Nice. Here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was moving into not just college, yeah. but in my target market. Um, Cause you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, love, you know, camping and uh -huh. hiking and going outdoors, yeah. hunting, whatever, fishing, whatever it is. And, but at the same time, they also really love their specialty coffee. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want, you know, if you're, you know, going, you know, 
fishing all day long, you don't have a Starbucks near you. Something I think it's important for people to know is like, this is like, okay, a 20 year old, he invented like a coffee maker machine thing that you can take with you. Like, oh, that's cool. But it's like, okay, this is not just some kind of like passion project science fair things. You like actually have built a business. So you had to get, you had to like design prototypes, get engineering. Copyrights. Copyright. (laughs) Trademarks. Work with Chinese manufacturers. International businessmen. Yeah. Yeah. True. So what's been like, like, holy crap, I didn't think I could do this. This right. is awesome. And what's yeah. been like, oh crap, am I going to have a business anymore? Because there's both of those on the entrepreneurship journey. Right? Yeah. Um, so for some of my like little successes and whatnot, um, I would say like the very first customer that I got, like that was a, that was a big deal. And the fact yeah. that like I got it while I was with like my global youth community with my friends yeah, and whatnot, awesome. like you know, all of them are like doing the same thing, trying and hard, you know, trying hard to like get, you know, to that point. And the fact that I actually received money for a product, that is my branding and everything. I was like, yo, that's yeah. pretty cool. And everybody yeah. was like cheering me on. Let's go. I was like, yeah. let's go. It was that's such awesome. a like, almost like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Like in that moment of just like, oh my gosh, he actually did it. Like someone actually bought it. Yeah. You know, bought <laughs> it. About this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Poof, you know, and, um, Another one of the like um, really cool successes was the fact that you know, hey, I actually got a manufacturer. You know, like like uh, when you're that young, you have this thought in your head that nobody's really going to actually listen to me. Nobody's going to take me seriously. Uh-huh. Nobody's actually going to you know consider you know at that point a 19 year old kid to be you know a decent person to sell a product to internationally right right and so you know i started on alibaba and then it took me to global sources and i had like 50 different manufacturers that uh, all sold kind of a similar product and i messaged all 50 of them and (laughs) yeah and then um and then like narrowed it down based off of you know who responded and then um, who can actually make the product, and then also who has decent English, <laughs> so I can actually <laughs> yeah, communicate. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. And so um, you know, I'm not like having to Google Translate every time they message oh me. You know, so um, those were those are some really cool moments of like you know, hey, I actually I, I'm capable of bringing this stuff together, even though I'm this young. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. And so that's awesome. Uh, then like some of the failures um, have actually been pretty recently and they weren't even uh, failures on my part. It was just really bad and like not ideal situations, just really sucky situations. Um, So like for me um, just recently um, someone had, I I don't, I don't know if the term is fishing, you know, with with a pH fishing. Uh Um, I don't know if it is that term, but if it is cool. Um, But so basically, someone um, contacted me as if my manufacturer, like at posing uh, as your manufacturer, right? right. And so um, the email that my manufacturer uses is um, at welcometrading.com. Well, this person put you know welcome trading before the at with all the same words and at mail.com. So there's no uh, way like I'm going to notice like that kind of a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've been Dang. talking with them for eight months at that point, oh, like, and you've like, already bought products for them right the game, right? right i bought four Oof. four uh prototypes to make sure things were right with them and like i i'm 
Like there's no reason to question when it looks yeah. like the same email. I wonder and, how they knew to use that email address well, and yeah. how to send it to you. And, and I, like they're fishing. I, I think that they got oh, into fishing. their account and oh. found who they were talking to yeah. and then started because it was actually two ways. So they didn't only um, fake my manufacturer's email. They faked my email to my manufacturer. So they Dang. had no idea Oof. that anything was wrong with their customer to you know know that hey like we should reach out to them because that like this fake person my my email is um like with my last name i'm not uh, gonna put my whole email out but like my email has my last name in it barton and um it's b-a-r-t-o-n they put it as b-a-r-t-t-o-n oh my goodness the smallest most minute change yeah, yeah. and so now i'm like out a lot because well, you money. raised capital I, yeah i i got like 13 customers that you know are waiting on a product and then i also got a loan because this fake person said you know as if my manufacturer was like hey like um you just bought these 20 units there's someone else who just bought a, a massive load um they don't need it anymore and we need to clear up factory space so we're just offering to all of our customers this product at 50 percent off dang and just send it yeah. to this paypal address oh, exactly oh, and, so, and we're like oh man this is gonna yeah. drive the I'm profit like, this is awesome like i'm not just going to have seven units left over for the rest of the year i'm gonna right. have you know 50 40 you know units um and so <laughs> oh. um exactly and so i was like shoot like if i i, I didn't have that capital yeah. so i was like you know what if if God wants me to have 50 extra pieces for yeah. inventory, he's going to bring that loan up. He's going to make that money happen. Uh, um, and he did. And the loan has miraculous terms on it because it was through a, a, a family member of mine. And um, so like it has incredible terms on it. And it was just right, the right amount that I needed. And so I was like, wow, God brought that together within a few days. And now it's all gone. And I'm like, okay, God, like, what now? What now? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. I can't wait to see how you change this scenario because yeah. um, it, it took a long time for me to get to the place where I can be like, you know what? This is God's business that I'm working for, not my business. Yeah, right. That's cool. And so, right. That's really cool. Yeah. And so now we're in this space of, okay, what do I do? Like, yeah. I've got customers, I got to meet their needs. Right. I have a loan, I got to pay off. Yeah. So, me and you talked earlier just about calling Ethan Wendell right. or some of our other mentors. I like want to highlight that just because like we do have a network, a network a of people that are good network willing to serve of people. So we'll have Ethan on in November. But for those of you that don't know Ethan, he actually founded Diamondback Truck Covers, which is one of the largest manufacturing. You had their shirt on today, didn't you? Was that no, you? Jeremy did. I didn't get a Diamondback did. shirt. Yeah, Jeremy had it. Yeah, but we're gonna call Ethan. And be like, okay, like, how do we keep our customers happy? Yeah, how do we like. Payoff alone. How do I keep this thing going forward? Right, right. So we need to update people after we, after we like a couple months after we work through yeah, this. Yeah, that'd be good. So yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's I gone. mean that's yeah. that's one of my the the things that I really appreciate about entrepreneurship is that entrepreneurs like entrepreneurs that have made it big in this realm like they're all, almost always unless they're like those greedy guys you know they're always open to share advice yeah. to you yeah. know yeah. basically disciple just in the business world yeah. Yeah. and so they're willing to like help uh, you know younger entrepreneurs out um and so because like less than five percent of 
the U.S. alone is, you know, in an entrepreneurial way. Oh, and and almost almost all of them are mainly because they, they like, lost their job or whatnot. And now oh. they need a way to, Damn. you know, support their family. Yeah. And so they're, like, almost always willing to share advice. And that's why I was, like, you know, when I was learning about this stuff and I'm getting all this input and mentorship, I was like, I love this. Like, I want to be able to do this. Like, what they're doing for me later on. So that's why I'm like, you know what? It, it feels like transparent and almost exposing and almost like uh, you shouldn't tell people your failures. But like, honestly, that's why I got into it in the uh -huh, first place. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. And Ethan had so many trials when he was doing time. Oh <laughs> like, He'll probably I tell you that first of all. Have Ethan come yeah. Good. Yeah. And embrace the suck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously. We'll have Ethan. He had like come five on. different tries. Like yeah. a lot But that made his company who yeah. it is. And they turned out to be really good things in the long run. Yeah. I'm going to make him record two podcasts when he gets here. One yeah. on Cup, Diamondback and then one on Kingdom. Yeah, that's good. That would be so cool. Yeah. Okay, so you're at Global U. Mm -hmm. You're doing your coffee thing. Now you're here at Excel. Yep. How did you find out about Excel and how does that play into your larger vision? Yeah, so I found out about Excel um, while I was on my second trip with Global U. Um, and I, it was through GlobalU that I found out about Excel, and I was 100% against coming here. I was like, I'm, I, <laughs> it's usually like, how it goes. <laughs> I, I literally like, well, because I, I'm not someone. I've always told people like, I'm not against college necessarily, yeah, right. but I'm not going to go there until I have a specific thing that I know I want to have higher education. In. Right, right. I'm not just that. gonna get fooled right after high school into right. going into that. Right. So, um, you know, I'm, I have you know this idea of. Oh, Excel college. It's a college, right? Uh -huh. uh, I was like, I, I don't trust that. But um, I I came around to it and and it was, it blew my family away because they're like, you are the biggest person like against college as <laughs> far as what we thought. Yeah. And now you're going to college. What yeah. the heck? And I'm like, well, it's, um, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really it cool, is. actually. Yeah. Um, and so I found out about um, Excel through GlobalU. Um, Excel plays into my larger vision. Um, this is this is one half of my vision. Starting starting multiple companies, entrepreneurship in that light is one half of my uh, whole vision. Um, my whole vision is to also learn about real estate, um, mm -hmm. not just for like some quick cash, you know, not like a fad or anything. I've been looking into real estate since I learned about entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. um, and. Some people are like, well, you probably shouldn't, you know, necessarily try both of those at once. But um, what I want to be able to do is, so like in Acts four, it, there's a, a little line in there that and talks about, you know, if any of you have extra property, extra land, uh -huh. you know, give that, you know, give that away. If if that if you know one of your other members in your church, you know, in the in the body of Christ needs, you know, a space to live provide that, mm -hmm. you know, like just yeah. equalize yourselves and build each other up and support each other in that way. And I'm like, I want to do that. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, if, if it wasn't for my grandfather being in real estate, um, during those five years that my mom was, you know, single mom of five kids, wow. we would have been in section eight housing wow. if yeah, it wasn't yeah. because of my grandfather. Right. Right. And so I was just like, they had 36, 34, properties under their belt wow. in which they they just buy you know unit you know units as in like houses or apartment mm -hmm. complexes and then rent to them out and that's exactly what i'm wanting to do i'm not yeah. gonna like build up anything new or become a realtor in any light but um 
Yeah, so that that's my my bigger vision is to be able to have these two Christ-centered companies. Mm. Um, one of which is you know a, a normal company doing something you know a product of some sort, right? Um, and then real estate, and then those be able to feed into each other mm. to build each other up. And you know if I can donate a house to someone, if I can you know make the the rent stupid low for you know another single mother right, of five right. kids one right, day yeah. like that's that's incredible right, I yeah. so want to do that I'm all about that and so um, so I'm coming here to Excel not necessarily to like you know just come out of Excel with you know a house under my belt or anything but at right. least to learn the language of hmm. real estate hmm. because I, I studied you know. Uh, entrepreneurship for four years before right. I started actually doing something with it. Right. I want to start learning right now That's so awesome. then I can build on that later. Yeah. So in the jobs, so when we start talking about job search mm -hmm. and because part of, just for those of you that aren't familiar, so part of our actually our, of our program here is we want to be super holistic. So every student that comes, we require them to get a job, Right. work 20 to 30 hours a week, one, to help finance their education on their own. And then two, just because of the character it builds from working in the marketplace under an employer. Yeah. Um, and we want them to be Christ-centered, not only just like in quote-unquote church or community, but in the marketplace. Right. So you went and started working for Harrison. Mm -hmm. and Harrison. Harrison. I love Harrison. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, who's in construction. Right. How's that been so far? It has been rough. Uh, <laughs> I just, I have, yes. I, I get into, so when I'm in manual labor jobs like that, which has been, you know, 10 years now, yeah. I like, I throw on a pair of earbuds and I am just flow state. Uh -huh. I like my, my body. I don't even really, my body's on autopilot and I'm doing my job just fine. Um, and so I um, will be able to just clear up my mind and be the visionary that I naturally am. Yeah. Um, and so it's been, it's been rough, but I've only, you know, been in there for like, cause you're demoing right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, uh, it's been rough, but it's, it's yeah. starting to get better. I, I mean, I've, I already have like total of six months of, um, construction work like this yeah. under my belt. So, yeah. so respect though, cause you're going, you know what you want to do. You want to get in real estate. So let me go find a job in construction. Right. Actually further those skills. So um, just in the you know last couple of weeks since being here, like what are some kind of key takeaways for you or what would you say like to people listening, like even learning about the job search and entrepreneurship, what are some things that you've learned in your journey that, that you can share? Right. So like for, for job search, it's, it's honestly, the hard part is for most people is knowing what you want to do. Like do not work at a job that you're not passionate about. Like, that's why I only worked at Panera for three weeks mm -hmm. is because I was like, this isn't, I'm not going into the food industry with my life. Right. I mean, for one. And for two, like the work environment that I was in was just not lovely. I didn't, you know, care about being in there. And so, um, I, it was just a matter of like, you know, where do I want to work? Okay. Find a job there and then be persistent in working towards that goal. So when I was in Hobby Lobby, I, I applied 10 times total to two different stores within a month. 
like I and it wasn't online. It was you yeah. know these actual when pamphlets, and yeah. so I had like three pamphlets. You really like Hobby Lobby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like didn't, this dude again. It wasn't <laughs> even necessarily about Hobby Lobby. I just knew that it was a good store, yeah, and it was going to be a stepping stone to yeah. what I want to become. Totally. you know, later on, yeah. um, it just pays the bills right now. Yeah, yeah. I was just in pay the rent mode, and I was like, I'm I'm satisfied with this right now. Yeah, um, I will eventually get closer to my you know destination. Yeah, and so I I apply. A crazy amount of times there so you know? persistence it was just mm, persistence yeah. man after, yeah. after knowing what you want to do go full head on and, and do not like get sidetracked by oh well um you know this job pays better or uh-huh. this job gets me you know free drinks on the weekends you know like yeah it's like a nice perk but that's right. all it is is a, it's a perk yeah it's not gonna actually add any actual value to your life yeah and so hmm. yeah i mean just persistence and and just driving yourself being your own like self-motivator yeah right you don't need to watch tony robbins just get like get into the mindset of being your own tony robbins you Mm. know motivate yourself and it's possible you just have to work towards it Mm. so right yeah that's awesome that's good yeah what are you i guess so we're we're kind of getting low on time here so i guess one last question i would ask yeah is what are you looking forward to over the next couple of months mm-hmm. uh during launch semester being here in the community with voyager all the things um god <laughs> literally yeah. god help honestly it's just like that's the thing is that like it there is um in g42 um there's one of the guys that you know, he talks about you know stop saying please, 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 in your prayers, Gary. start, yeah. start yeah. saying, thank you. Right. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you for this. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily just going to be asking, you know, please bring about, uh, you know, extra learning. Please bring about a better situation for voyage. Please bring about, you know, you know, better community or more friends. Just like start saying thank you for what you do have and continue having your focus in your heart you know, on God towards your passions and keep working towards that. And if you keep doing that, you have nothing left to say, but thank you Yeah. instead of thank instead of please, because you're doing it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to ask, please, please, please. If you're the one, you know, working, you know, alongside what his vision on your life is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey everybody. It's Isaiah here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Excel College Podcast. We loved having Stefan on, and it's an incredible gift to watch him on his journey of pursuing kingdom passions through entrepreneurship. Since we recorded this episode, Stefan has actually had some really exciting breakthroughs, possibly even some miraculous resolution to the challenges Voyager was facing with its manufacturers. We'll have him come on briefly again here soon to give us updates on where Voyager is at and the next step uh, for those guys in their journey. In the meantime, however, we want to invite you to check out all of our previous episodes. You can find those wherever podcasts are found. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Excel College uh, and keep us keep up to date uh, with this student journey as we continue to release new episodes. Um, again, I'm Isaiah Schmidt saying until next time. <laughs>